0: Hello, I am Adam Ganong.
1: And I'm Jenna Noor.
0: And you're listening to 1667.
1: Your guide to NanoRIMO.
0: Oh yeah. We are your experienced hosts, both winners mm-hmm. of NaNoWriMo. And
1: both losers too, but we'll talk about that. Yeah, we'll
0: talk about that. So first of all, <laughs> what does that what does that even mean? What does it mean to be winners and losers of NaNo? Let's dive into what NaNo is, Jenna.
1: So NaNoWriMo, as it is called by those on the inside, is shorthand for National Novel Writing Month which is November of every year. And the challenge is thrown to both writers, experienced and budding, to write a 50,000 word novel in one month. And in order to do
0: that, on
1: average, you need to write 1,667 or 1667 words every day on average. So we've already mentioned Adam, we are both winners and losers. So maybe we should dig into a little bit of our backstory as writers and, uh, of course, more related to this podcast, our experience doing NaNoWriMo.
0: Uh Sure. So as far as a writer, I am a relatively young writer, I guess. I've maybe been writing for a little bit less than three years, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a writing podcast with you with and me. with my cousin Philip called The Rules. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is about creative writing and working with prompts and stuff. Mm-hmm. I tried to do Nano one year and I failed miserably. I don't, I can't, if you tortured me, I would not be able to tell you what I tried to write. I have <laughs> literally no idea. I'm pretty sure I wrote less than a hundred words. I might not have even wow. written anything as far wow. as I know. Um, and then the second year I tried, which was last year, mm-hmm. I did the full thing. I got a little bit over 50,000. I think I got 51.
1: Awesome. Very proud of you. And you, Jenna? I am also kind of a budding writer. Um, I did do a little bit of creative writing when I was in university. And since then, my writing has been mostly hobby-based. I have a few publication credits to my name and some different online publications here and there. But um, yeah, my biggest accomplishment to date, aside from my manuscript from undergrad, (laughs) Mm -hmm. would also be my... Nanorimo novel from last year. So I like you once attempted Nanorimo. But it was while I was doing my undergrad, so <laughs> I like foolishly tried to do it while I also had a lot a lot of writing to do for school. So I did okay. I did creative nonfiction because I thought that that was like a sort of easy place. To start and i am self-indulgent enough to write about myself every day mm-hmm. <laughs> um but again with that one i only got about twenty-five thousand words maybe um but that a huge part of that was just because I, I had so many school commitments and i was writing so much for school so yeah, it just didn't fair. happen for me but um a couple years later was when you came to me and asked if i would be interested in doing NaNoWriMo, and um, we did it together last year, and I also won. So I am, again, around the same as you. I finished it about 51,000 words. Um, and I've actually put a little bit of editing into my novel, which is something I don't think you have done.
0: Whoa, a shot at me. I have. You
1: have?
0: Not I very didn't much. much. Okay. You. Okay. I not know this. I'm you. I read and edited about... Three thousand words, but I think there was there were oh, other okay. things I was a little bit more invested in.
1: Yes, you were also in school last but, year, um, which is incredible that you did Nanorimo while in school.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Anyways. Anyway. Um. So this is going to be kind of your guide to maybe yourself winning Nanorimo this year. We can give you some tips and some tricks. We're veterans now. We we know we know how to do it because we did it. We both did it last year, so lots of experience in this room. Um, we'll talk about what's worked for us before, what did not work for us before. You'll get to follow our journey and hopefully right along with us.
1: We are, of course, going to be doing NaNoWriMo again this year. So in addition to this podcast being your guide, we hope that it's also a journey you can come on with us and hopefully at the end of November, you will be celebrating a win and we will also be celebrating a win because it'd be very nice to have another novel under my belt.
0: Yeah. All right, Jenna. So... I'm going to take a look at our paper here. If I recall correctly, the next thing we need to do is talk about our novels from last year. Okay. So in 30 seconds, do you want me to time this? Do you want me to time the 30 seconds? Yeah,
1: let's time the 30 seconds. I think it's more fun that way. I'll go first. Okay.
0: Are you ready? Sure. One, two, three.
1: Okay, so my novel from last year is about a librarian who lives in a space station that's orbiting Earth. Earth has been evacuated, deemed uninhabitable, so she is working there. She gets a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to travel back to Earth to retrieve uh, her favorite book from her childhood, but when she gets there, she finds out that Earth has basically been flattened, so... Her, along with the pilot that she has hired and her best friend from the space station, who is a linguist, travel from planet to planet, visiting different bases. Time. And oh! good try, In- though. In the end, they find the book. OK, <laughs> thank you. Bye.
0: <laughs> Ooh, 30 seconds. It's not a lot of time. It's huh? not a
1: lot of time at all. It is OK. OK. OK.
0: OK. Um, Oh, I'm I'm thinking... Okay, you got just going to toss me into it because I'm thinking I'm cheating.
1: Okay, Adam. One, two,
0: three, go. So I wrote a cyberpunk book. It's in a future where everyone is all wired in and there's two tiers of people. There's upper class, lower class. A lot of people in upper class are making content and stuff. Um, So it's about a newscaster dude, kind of a pundit, who gets thrown into the lower class through sketchy means and it's him navigating this lower class. He gets involved in a crime syndicate and then he unravels a plot and then he ends up kind of learning that the lower class isn't so bad and he wants to stay there and help done
1: out. time 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 there's
0: still two seconds
1: uh well no i just didn't want the buzzer to go off because it's very loud and annoying
0: <laughs> okay that's fair
1: <laughs> okay you did great though you were pretty much there and then i cut you off but you were pretty much there
0: I see what happened though. It's easy to want to like go into a lot of details at the beginning, right? Like to like set the scene, but you yeah. can't do that. It's just got to be like, there's a guy, something's bad happened, he's got to fix it. In the end, he fixes it, and he doesn't get the girl.
1: I know. There's definitely a real desire to world build, but that's okay.
0: Mm, yeah. I, <laughs> Makes sense for us. <laughs> our natural desires. <laughs> yes. So that was that was our books that worked. So I literally can remember nothing about mine that failed. Um, do you want to say anything else about yours?
1: Sure, um, I so I guess if I really think about it, I believe I was actually working on two stories at the same time
0: oh, and trying rookie to rookie mistake. I was
1: trying to split up my attention between the two and aiming instead for like twenty twenty five thousand words in each rather than fifty thousand words in one. And I don't know why I thought that was a good idea, but I think realistically, I started one novel and got bored with it and started another one. The one that I got bored with was the creative nonfiction.
0: So Jenna, if you had to compare your first attempts to your later attempts. Okay. What do you think made you finish in the later time? What do you think made you finish your most recent book, but not finish your first ones?
1: In the first time that I tried to do NaNoWriMo, I didn't prioritize writing every single day. Mm. I would write. Like two thousand words one day, and then, for some reason in my head, that would become an excuse for why I didn't have to write the next day, um which I mean, partially we because i, I was very busy, I was a student, and I, I still I don't regret my decision to prioritize my schoolwork over naNoWriMo but I didn't it wasn't important to me to write every day. I just kind of like miraculously hoped that if I wrote a lot, I would hit fifty thousand words
0: mm-hmm. yeah i th- I think that's a good point, um. The first, the first times I did it, I did, had no idea what I was doing. And I th- think one of the more, most important things is hit your word count on the first day for sure. Because as soon as you put off the first day, you're in a huge deficit, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we both did this. But on the first day, or maybe you didn't. On the first day, I wrote <sighs> double and a half, I think. Yeah, like 3,500 words. To. Um, Because I... I was excited about the idea. Mm-hmm. And so I knew a bunch of things mm-hmm. and I had the motivation. Mm-hmm. And I knew that just by doing that, and this is important about writing too, I was already giving myself a day off mm-hmm. if I needed one. right? Um, and then I think we both did this. We took as many days as we could meeting that word count every day and going over if we could, mm-hmm. knowing that if we needed to lean back on a day off later on, we could. Mm-hmm. But waiting as long as possible to take that day off.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that definitely... Re- That definitely rings true for my experience last year as well um just thinking of it as a thing that i had to do every day just like every day i have to brush my teeth or take a shower like it was just it was part of my daily routine and i couldn't go to bed until it was done which really once you're in the swing of things writing about 16 1700 words only takes like 15 20 minutes When you're right in the meat of the novel and you know your story and especially for someone like me who's a planner i know what i need like i can just basically sit down i read back the last paragraph that i wrote and then i'm immediately right back where i need to be i refer to my outline as i need it and i just write until i hit count and then and there are like some days obviously where it's easier to do that um i mean i was looking back recently at my stats from last year and like there was one Sunday where I wrote almost 5,000 words. And then during the week, it would be like very close to 1667 every day because I was coming home from work and doing it in the evening, right? Um, in a lot of cases, doing it very late at night. So it was kind of like,
0: come on, I just want to go to bed. Mm-hmm. And then another thing on top of that is even if you're going to take a day off, try and get something done. Tr- try to leave as few blank days as possible Mm -hmm. because even if you sit down and you do 500 words uh which is very easy Mm -hmm. uh you're still you're still gonna get something on there that's going to help draw you a little bit closer to the end i mean in the end what 500 words is what one percent of the book yeah so i I mean it adds up
1: yeah yeah there were definitely a few days where i had like overdone my word count for a few days in a row and i knew i was going to be busy and so if i only got 500 words done then that was fine, and I found most often what happened was, I would say, I'm only gonna write 500, and I would make count anyway, mm, because yeah, I would just. That, that's a good it. point. Mm-hmm. You
0: might do more.
1: I have one really fun memory from last year. So, um, you and I, obviously, we pulled way ahead in our word count. So we both actually won NanoRiMo on about the 27th of November. We had a mm-hmm. few days left. Yeah. And all month we had been. You get like these little badges on the NaNoWriMo website. And one of them is for writing every single day. And so you can continue working on your novel. You can continue. I know what you're
0: about to talk about.
1: You can continue updating your word count even after you've hit 50K. And so we hit 50K within like 20 minutes of each other on the 27th. And we just totally like. We just forgot (laughs) to keep updating our novels. And so we got so close to the end of the month. And then we just didn't get our ba- we just didn't get our badges. But as a testament to how hard I tried to get that badge, there was one day, like middle of November, where um, I went out for a drink with one of my friends, and I realized I I, I kind of thought it was just going to be a quick thing. We were going to go out and then be back in, but we ended up meeting up with a bunch of other people. And anyway, it's eleven thirty, and I'm at the bar, and I was like. I have not updated my novel yet. So I went on my phone and I added like 50 words and then I went and updated my NaNoWriMo site just so I could keep that badge. And then in the end,
0: we didn't even get it. Uh, Another thing I think that can really help you keep your novel going is write about something that you're interested in. Write something that's going to keep you interested to come back every single day. I think that was one thing that helped us both. I know it helped me last year. Um, I chose something that I could r- write easily, that I didn't have to like do too much work on, that I didn't have to stop and do research on or anything. I could just write it, and I was good to go every day.
1: Mm-hmm. And I did the same thing. I-, I mentioned in my recap that my story was about a librarian. Well, I am a librarian, so I had a lot of context for what the profession is actually like. I knew how to write the character in a way that didn't come off as stereotypical. I think she's a pretty cool librarian and... Um, a lot more in line with the very, like, radical existence of libraries than just, like, the, um, like, glasses-wearing shushers. Yes. So, yeah.
0: Which is how I refer to you. Yeah, I know. The old glasses-wearing shusher. Oh, the old sh- shush uh huh? Do you know what I call you? Uh, computer man. Button presser.
1: Oh, button presser's good. I was going to call you computer man. Being, being careful. No, that's...
0: An um, another thing I feel like is pretty important is what tools are you going to use i think that that was a big benefit for both of us we did i guess we didn't really edit with each other but we have a google drive set up and it was a shared google drive so we were writing in the same place we mm-hmm. never we never edited each other's stuff while we were writing but that's another way to kind of keep motivation good if you have something that you like to use every day mm-hmm. which yeah a recommendation for
1: and i think part of having part of having the shared google drive too and like even though we weren't necessarily reading each other's work as we were going, and we still really haven't since we finished NaNoWriMo, there's still this like this accountability feeling mm-hmm. because it's like at any moment, this person could come in and read this whole like awful, unedited novel, mm. mm-hmm. which leads really well into my next recommendation, which may not be for everybody, but I highly recommend... Finding a writing partner if you can. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't even necessarily mean that you have to get together and write every time. I mean, last nanorimo, we wrote together a lot, but not every single day. Yeah. Um, and it's really nice. Again, it's that accountability piece, knowing that there's somebody that you're kind of like keeping pace with. And we would do that. Like we hit a lot of our big milestones within just a few minutes of each other because we were keeping pace with each other. It also helped that we had a big jar of candy and we would eat a gummy every 500 <laughs> words that we wrote. Yeah. But I really, really recommend a writing partner or somebody you can be accountable to. Even if they're not, they, even if they're not doing NaNoWriMo, but if it's somebody who is like going to repeatedly be on you and asking about it.
0: Well, I, I'd almost recommend someone who is going to be doing NaNoWriMo. If, okay. If worse comes to worse, maybe someone who isn't. But if you can't find a real-life person, which is very possible... Um, there's a lot of forums online that are for writing, and there's usually people participating in that. There's usually a thread going on. There's forums for nano itself. You can find uh people, someone to kind of hook up with to be able to mm-hmm. do your writing with. We should make we should make a nano bot. <laughs> what does he do? What does he do? I, it just annoys you every day. It just says, What's your word count, James? Hey Bud, <laughs> you write today? How's that? erotica novel going huh?
1: huh
0: it's really mean it's a bad boy i was
1: gonna say congratulations on writing erotica though james we're all rooting for you
0: yeah good job what else any any other recommendations you would make to people who are who are gonna try
1: yeah i don't want to talk too much about planning versus pantsing because i think that would be an interesting episode for next week maybe because mm-hmm. we um i mean we're well into october now so we are both going to be starting uh our novels very soon. We haven't really done anything in the way of planning at all for our novels, but I, I think it'll be more interesting to save a discussion of planning versus pansing for then.
0: Yes. So we've kind of talked about the past, what's worked and what hasn't worked. So let's dive into the new year. Let's okay. start planning some books. Okay. So what kind of a book do you want to write this year, Jenna?
1: I well you I can't wrote... say
0: erotica. Jamie's doing that one. <laughs> oh, I forgot to mention this is about <laughs> Nano. <laughs> it's it's like a draft only one person can do each genre so if like if nancy has fantasy you can't write that anymore you've got to find something else uh, let's just say it gets bad fast
1: <laughs> yeah one year i had to write like a bread maker instruction sheet that sucked <laughs> yeah i had to
0: write an instruction manual for a lawnmower and it was just
1: hey we both got instruction manuals though
0: oh i didn't i did not listen to close enough to what you said it would seem <laughs> Yeah, it's oh, same. I thought you said a cookbook for some reason. Oh, I got a cookbook one year. I'll just edit that in. It will sound like I'm smart. <laughs> cookbook. Cookbook.
1: <laughs> um, this year, well, last year I went with the kind of sci-fi, swashbuckly kind of tale. Um, it's a little bit. There's a little bit of like an environmental theme because it explores like the end of a livable Earth. But on the whole, I think it's pretty silly. There's like these space pirates and the like leader of the space pirates. The the space pirates were an absolute delight to write. So at one point at one point the main characters they get intercepted by this band of space pirates and they're they were so much fun to write. So when I look back on my novel, it's really that goofy stuff that stands out to me. And mm. so which is interesting because I think that, and maybe you will agree as somebody who has read an awful lot of my writing, is that that's very weird for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure how it sustained me through the whole month. Really looking back, I'm like, well, maybe just because I'm a funny person. Mm-hmm. But So I think this year I'd like to get back to my roots a little bit more. Um, I come from, a lot of the writing that I've done is very personal. Um It's kind of more romance, romantic, touching, family relationship sort of stories.
0: So I ended up doing the opposite of what you did last year. I would normally write more goofy stuff. And I did a pretty bad thing where I was bouncing back and forth between a rather goofy and a rather grim tone, um, which we'll talk about this later. The book I wrote would need to be massively edited to be usable at all. Um, But I think I want to go with something a little bit goofier this year and what i'm going to be doing i get this recommendation recently from a, another writing podcast called writing excuses uh brandon sanderson said it is I've, i always have weak endings because i'm very very good at planning the major arc of a story mm-hmm. and the world building mm-hmm. but i'm just good at like the world building part of it So I can come up with a situation to put the characters in, Mm -hmm. but I'm very, very bad at resolving it in a satisfying way. Mm. So what I want to do, what I'm going to try and do is I want to come up with, and and this only works to a certain degree, like it really depends on how you do it. But normally what I would do is I would come up with an idea first of like what's going on, like male man in space. And then I work out from that like central point in like a bunch of directions, Mm -hmm. but What Brandon recommended and what he does, and he has some very, very good like twists and turns in his books, Mm -hmm. is you come up with the end point of the story, the ending, and you work backwards from that Mm -hmm. and then forwards and backwards and and you kind of weave your threads all the way through it. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm going to try and do for planning this one.
1: Okay. That's kind of what I, it is and it's not what I did last year. So in order to plan my story last year, um, I used Joseph Campbell's Cycle of the Hero or the Hero's Journey as it's called as well. Yes, I do have a drawing of it. So I guess sort of in that way, like if you if you're using the cycle, the beginning is also the ending, because it's the idea of your protagonist leaves where they are with the kind of a, a fairly good knowledge of where, like, and I'm I mean sorry, the author knows where their character is leaving from, but also that they are kind of returning to the same place with a goal that they originally established, and that there's changes that they experience along the way, right? So my librarian, beginning of the story, she's a librarian. She wants this book. She just needs the opportunity to go get it. She's given the opportunity to go get it. She encounters all of these trials and things along the way, but she comes back. She's still a librarian. She uses the book to open a public library. So I, I kind of, I had it mapped in that sense, and that helped me a lot last year.
0: Mm. So for those of you who might not know what it is, because this could be a very useful tool, the Hero's Journey... Um it's a very classic story arc. Think of Star Wars, think of Lord of the Rings.
1: Think of think of a circle with a dot at the top and the dot is the beginning place. And then halfway across the circle there's a slash. So through a series of events the character is in their comfort their comfortable place at the top.
0: Luke Skywalker in his home.
1: They something happens to them where they dip down below the slash and now they're in the unknown. So the top half of the circle is the known, the bottom half is the unknown. They get kind of like at the very bottom of the circle, like six o'clock, as far away as they can be
0: from home. Trash compactor and the Death Star.
1: Yes. And then something happens. It can be something miraculous. It can be because the hero has done, has worked hard to achieve something. But basically then they begin the climb out of the unknown because they've mastered some aspect of it. And it's become sort of comfortable in a way.
0: Oh yes. Mm-hmm.
1: So then they go back up the other side of the circle. They cross back over the line, and eventually they make it back to their familiar location. But the familiar location obviously is a little bit different now because they have different knowledge.
0: And now there's a big hairy man in a in starship, buddy, um, Doctor Solo. Uh, anyways, him. look look up Joseph Campbell's The Hero's Journey. It's a very useful tool if you if you are you want to do nano this year and you don't have a story idea yet, I would recommend maybe looking at that because it's a very, it's very usable. There's a lot of stories. It's one that even if you don't know it, you're probably already familiar with.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's also called the monomyth.
0: The monomyth. Yes. Uh, was that the original name when he wrote the book? Yes. Okay. So Jenna. Yeah. More specifically. Okay. What kind of, what kind of a book do you think you're going to write?
1: So we are about to start a Dungeons and Dragons campaign. Yes. D&D for the nerds on the inside. And I'm really liking the character that I'm writing for D&D. Ah, uh, okay. So I don't know if I'm going to write a novel about her. Mm. But I like the sort of family drama that I am establishing mm-hmm. in that. And interestingly enough, it's in a fantasy setting, um, which for me is like outside of my comfort zone for sure. Mm-hmm. But as I've been writing her backstory, it's been coming so naturally. So I think I might try to delve into, I might do a fantasy novel this year. That's what I'm leaning toward right now. What do you think?
0: Um, I like it. I love that stuff. Again, that's my jam. That's what I, if I'm sitting quietly, that's what I'm doing in my head. Almost definitely. Or I'm thinking about the next time I'll get to eat popcorn. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sometimes at the same time.
0: Yeah. Sometimes I'll be thinking about the next time I'll get to eat popcorn while I'm eating popcorn. (laughs) I'm just like, I can't wait till this happens again.
1: Yeah, hey, guess what? We're gonna go see Blade Runner 2049 at some point, so get excited about that. Yeah. Um, All that popcorn.
0: Mm -mm. So I'm thinking. Did I ask? Wow. (laughs) You just had your moment. (laughs) I just need to keep this podcast moving. We don't want to keep these people for too long.
1: I know. Okay. No, the joke I was going for more was that I wasn't done, but in reality, no, in reality I was done. I just wanted to be a little sass pot. So Adam, what are your thoughts?
0: So what I'm thinking is I, I might want to go sci-fi. Okay. Um, there's a specific world I've been writing in. I love coming up with new ideas and new worlds and stuff. However, it's Insanely counterproductive because what it, what ends up happening is I just come up with a bunch. I write like five thousand words in it and I'm like done with that. Let's come mm-hmm. up with a new one. Yeah. So I'm trying to take a world I've come up with and really, really, really flesh it out. Mm-hmm. I've I've written a couple short stories there now. Mm-hmm. I have a novel or like audio drama kind of thing planned mm-hmm. out that I want to place there. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking as some world building stuff. I want to I want to do one based there. I don't know what exactly what I want to do yet. So if you are planning on doing Nano this year, you can start with us now. You can start planning your book. So if you if you want Summers to start, we've already mentioned it, maybe go look up The Monomyth or The Hero's Journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, start basing a story on that.
1: So after you have read about Joseph Campbell's Monomyth or The Hero's Journey, you can go to nanorimo.org and start your account today. Um, everything is now rolled over for 2017, so you can... Sign up for a profile and commit to write a novel this year during the month of November. So once you have set up your profile, you will, of course, be excited to start thinking about what you're going to write about. So Adam, why don't we think of a final writing prompt to leave our readers with, our readers with, our listeners with for the coming week? Mm. I have one. Go for it. So since this is the first episode of 1667, we are beginning a new venture why don't we get our listeners to write a story about a beginning
0: yeah perfect so we will be back next week hopefully Mm -hmm. unless the internet takes us off the air Mm -hmm. um (laughs) if you want to tweet at us i tweet at adam ganong too because i couldn't get the first one
1: and i tweet at jenna nor just jenna nor no
0: numbers If you want any inspiration, if you want to team up with us or anything for Nano, uh, tweet at us, get at us, we're more than willing to help. We'll give you some ideas, whatever you want.
1: Mm -hmm. And if you would like to hear some more stories or get some more ideas about how prompts can be used creatively, you can check out The Rules, which is our main podcast. (laughs) Um, So you can find uh, two seasons of that along with some prototype episodes, some of them hosted by Adam and Phil, some of them hosted by Adam and me. You can find that uh, wherever you listen to podcasts at The Rules Podcast.
0: All right. We will see you next week.
1: See you next week.